0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Creative On Purpose Live. My name is Scott Perry. I am the chief difference maker at Creative On Purpose. You can visit creativeonpurpose.com to learn more about the work that we're doing there to help people like you discover, develop, and deliver the difference only you can make. And this is a special broadcast of Creative On Purpose Live called Coffee On Purpose, where I just bring on someone's work who I am inspired by, who... I think provides a lot of insight and we take an idea a word a concept and we just kind of unpack it as it might universally appeal or um, shed light on those of you who seek to make a bigger and better difference in the world and whatever it is whatever endeavor you're engaged in couldn't be more thrilled to have my friend Izzy Arbeck here tuning in from the, wa- the, the wonderful internet of Berlin, Germany. Uh, <laughs> Izzy, tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can they go to learn more about you and the difference that you're making these days?
1: Awesome, Scott. Well, thank you for having me. And yes, a couple of disclaimers. Number one, internet is not always perfect in Germany, as we discussed right before we went live. Uh, And also because it's 6 p.m. here, I'm drinking a tea. So I'm joining you uncaffeinated, but was previously caffeinated a few hours ago. So um, yeah, I mean... I'm here in Berlin. Um, have been living here for a few months now, um, enjoying it, other than the internet problems here and there. And professionally, I guess I wear two hats um, simultaneously, but made from you know very similar cuts. So I work for a trend intelligence platform called Trend Watching. And I also work for their sister brand, uh, Business of Purpose. So half the time, I'm a trend analyst, where I look at the world through this big macro lens and I piece together like, all these uh, big shifts that are happening in consumer behavior. And you know, I, in that, I'm specifically interested in sustainability, regeneration, and how we can meaningfully innovate for the future. And then I also spend my nine to five uh, leading a community of purpose-driven professionals Um, where business leaders come together to solve the world's greatest threats or problems. And so we're over 1,300 people so far in the community, and we represent over 60 countries. It's really exciting. Uh, So we do lots of fun stuff, which you can talk about later. And where you can find me, I guess, is, yeah, businessofpurpose.com. I also recently, a few months ago, launched a podcast called Purpose Talks where, again, we're just promoting the purpose economy and people doing great things and creating uh, social change. So that's why I guess Scott and I know each other um, doing very similar things. So happy to be here.
0: Fantastic. Just want to give a quick shout out to Eddie, who's down there in Singapore, tuning in. Great to have Eddie with with us here. It's midnight in Singapore. So Eddie, very bravely participating in the conversation today. Appreciate you, Eddie. So, What we're here to talk about purpose, Izzy, and one of the things that I always find really helpful is um, to kind of define our terms. Purpose is one of those words that we talk about all the time, but oftentimes we can talk past each other or over or around each other because we're not necessarily talking about the same thing. So tell us what purpose means to you and how does it, you know, how, how does it inspire the work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, just on the the first note that you're saying, and I'm glad we're leveling the playing field here. Um, you know, purpose has become such a ubiquitous term. And because it's so pervasive, it's seen sometimes as as a buzzword. Um, I don't really see it that way in the work that I do. But I, I can see how people see it. Um, I mean, I see this term purpose as, you know, a universal concept or value like art or love, you know, how do you how you define those terms. Uh, it's hard to pin down. Um, and sometimes that's how I feel about purpose. So I urge people not to roll their eyes or write off this term if you start seeing it more and more, um, even though sometimes it can be severely represented, misrepresented. But for the purpose of this conversation, uh, we can say, you know, for me, on very simple terms, you know, purpose can be the why you exist and not, you know, not what you do, but why you do it. And How that looks like, um, you know, when you're living or existing or working with purpose. It's pretty simple. It's your core internal values um, reflected in your external contributions. Um, Yeah, is how I would define it.
0: (laughs) I love that. Well, and I love that you brought up the idea of values because it's um, really at the core of how we talk about purpose at Creative On Purpose, which is, you know, we always, uh, many of us now in the post Simon Sinek age, you know, we'll talk about why, our why, our reason for being or the reason for doing what we're doing. And I think, um, you know, that work is, has been really powerful in getting people to think about, you know, being, having a little bit more intentionality about why they're doing what they're doing and how they're doing it. I think there's a layer deeper that we need to go to make sure that we're in full alignment with our why, which is starting with who, as opposed to starting with why. And when I think about starting with who, uh, I think exactly, I go right exactly where you went, which is, you know, what are our core values? What are our guiding principles? You know, how do we do our work on purpose, with purpose, for purpose, with and for people that we care about? How do we align with people who share our values and need our skills and talents to enhance their lives? Um, and so I, I really think uh, for me, it begins by thinking like going all the way back to what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be happy? And how do we become more of both? And a lot of that has to do with work, uh, what, our, our, what we do, whether it's what we do for a living or just you know what we do in our day to day, the way that we show up and present in the world um, and the more intentionality and integrity that we bring to that process the greater chance we have to do more and better for more and better of the people that we care about what i'm curious about you know when again loving where you're starting with the definition of purpose uh what are the ways in which it you know thinking about purpose informs, inspires you in your day-to-day because it sounds to me like you actually kind of hop around a little bit in your day-to-day between a several different endeavors over the course of any given day
1: yeah um it's it's very true Uh, when i say i wear two hats it's probably more like eight or (laughs) ten in any given day Um, but the beautiful thing about when you've defined your your purpose is that you know it it doesn't mean that you have to stick to one contribution or or one activity right so um, all of these activities that I'm doing, whether it's, you know, leading this community, or, you know, writing a trend report for a client, or, you know, even in my my day to day life, like outside of uh, nine to five, Izzy, um, everything kind of just comes down to the core of, you know, I want to be making a difference in the world. Um, I want to be promoting that social change. And I think, when I look deeper into my purpose, I'm someone who likes to hold space for people and connect people. That's where I kind of see myself as this really like, hyper bunny catalyst. Um, so, you know, when I get to do that through work, I'm I'm really excited and I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I've gotten through trying watching a business of purpose to do that. Um, so yeah, I think every day, I, I I've noticed a difference because. Not sure if we talked about this in our first conversation, but I actually come from a very, very different background. Uh, I went to film and media school, which I loved, and um, you know, will never regret doing that. And you know, I fell in love with media and and film and music, and so I pursued a career in that for a few years and had a great time. Um, but my life felt a little different, and, and how I felt uh, was also quite different than in comparison to now. So, even though I had fun and, and I still was interacting with people, I was doing work that I felt comfortable with, that I was excited about. Uh, it kind of lacked that underlayer of, you know, is is this really, you know, my internal value? Back to this idea of having these internal values to your external contribution, and when I was thinking about my internal values, it it all came down to, you know, what was I reading? Who was I following? Uh, You know, what got me excited after work? And then that kind of started to build my value system a little bit differently. And then I started noticing quite quickly, quick succession that how I was living was not like that. So I made this decision, um, you know, in my mid 20s I guess it's still kind of in my mid twenties um, that uh, I would leave that career that I loved so much, but because it just didn't align with what I wanted to do. And now I really feel excited every day. And, and that's saying so much because I moved here and I started this job in the, the heat of a lockdown. Um, and yet still I'm, I somehow feel so positive and energized every day. And so I know that it's the right fit, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Uh, well, and I, I wanted to circle back to what you started responding with, which is this idea of wearing a lot of hats, because it's something that um, in the last several years I was thinking a lot about because there was up until very, very recently. In fact, up until December of 2020, I was still, um, you know, I still had one of my sons living at home. I still had a guitar studio that I was keeping, uh, keeping afloat and and actually a, a, thriving enterprise that was taking up a lot of my time in addition to the time I was um, investing in creative on purpose and I'm a contracted to be a head coach in the Kimball workshop so I kind of felt like day to day places that I was well four places including my family where I was and it, it was um, it was exhausting to like switch gears change hats however you want to think about it and one day I just it, it just kind of I had this epiphany, like, what if I just showed up as a fully integrated Scott Perry, wherever I went up? What if I just lived my core values, to your point, um, you know, wherever I showed up and didn't worry so much about switching gears. And so, you know, starting to show up and speak and think and behave the same everywhere. And the other thing that popped up for me is, you know, Boiling it down to the essential first principles of what it means to be a, a, a human being invested in, you know, doing in purposeful living and work, which is we're inherently social creatures. That's a defining characteristic of being human. We cannot do it by ourselves. Um, and so, you know, what's what am, how 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 am I doing this work with and for others? Who are those people? Others, you know, if it's for these people, it's got to be not for other people. How do I generously do the work that I want to do with the people that I'm here to serve, and letting the other people know that they need to move along and find 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 something elsewhere? And then the other is just bringing that level of um, thoughtfulness and intentionality uh, into the work, so that you know it's it's done um, em- employing the other distinguishing human characteristic consciousness and and intelligence and uh, rationality and reason not that we always behave ra- rationally and reasonably but you know again this idea like it's got to be done on purpose um, and that was a real clarifier for me a clarifier for not just the way I showed up in, in the world and gave me more energy um, but also helped with a clarifying of like okay what am I really here for like yeah I want to I want to make a difference. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Well, I want to make things better. Well, what does that mean? And continuing to distill it down. So.
1: Yeah. I I like that because I think a lot of people are finding themselves in a similar situation to what you just described, Scott, and this idea of becoming a fully integrated person Um, for people who have the privilege. I mean, I I don't want to say that the, the pandemic was, good uh, for the world because clearly it's not and we have a severe widening of inequality that's terrible um, but for a lot of people um, on you know this side of the world uh, and who are privileged enough to do so uh, the pandemic and the lockdown acted as this big push into understanding and you know really blurring the lines between personal and professionals so a lot of people existed in these in these very specific hats, in these silos, you know, life, your personal life and your professional life, they were all so fragmented. You know, I, not me personally, but, you know, I could be a mom, uh, I could be a coach, I could be a lawyer, all at the same time. Um, But there was always these tensions that existed. And I think a lot of people had to then really sit down and come to terms with that because it all came crashing in, in your, I don't know, 60 square meter apartment or something. So uh, a lot of people started, yeah, really understanding what that means. And now what we're seeing and, and something that we talk about at work is this this trend that's happening is the great resignation, which is this idea that people are just leaving their, their jobs or their careers that they've had for even decades, you know, and just because they're realizing they've had time to reflect and understand, hey, like, what is it that I want to do? Like, how do I exist with purpose? How do I live that? Um, how is this job serving me? And how am I then serving the greater community through that? And a lot of people could not answer that through their work. And so they're leaving in troves I mean, um, so that's a really powerful trend that's happening right now. And I think that's really telling to, yeah, how people are really interacting with this new mind shift and, you know, at the same time that we have this lockdown and this pandemic um, and this time maybe to reflect again, if you have the privilege to do so, uh, we're also seeing, you know, wildfires, floods, um, all this huge threats that are coming closer and closer to home. I always say, I'm German-Canadian, I never had to really worry about that stuff. But, you know, within the same month, we had a huge flood here in Germany and back home in Canada. I had friends who were living in 50 degree weather um, and wildfire surrounding them. So, yeah, I think these growing tensions are coming and people are finally snapping and realizing, you know, really understanding on a very tangible level, what is it that I'm doing and this big why?
0: I love that you brought that up. And I couldn't agree more about, you know, there there was a silver lining in our plague year, um, and no, we don't. You know, we wouldn't wish suffering unnecessary, especially which much of it was unnecessary suffering in the world. Um, and a lot of us were reminded of how very little it takes to actually live a, a flourishing, thriving life. And and the other thing that you're pointing to that I I, I want to highlight is, you know, what is work for, and. There's a great book by of that title, Work. I can't remember the the author's name. I know he passed um, fairly recently. And it's a, a, a huge book that probably could have, uh, you can get the punchline in probably 30 pages or so, but it's still worth the read. But one of the things that is unpacked early is, you know, what is work? Well, work is the transfer of energy. Um, you know, so all living things take energy from one place and repurpose it to do something else, you know, and and but human beings are unique in that we're the only creatures that derive identity and meaning from the work that we do. And with all the, you know, time that we had for, you know, being a little bit more contemplative about what we are what we are doing for a living and and now having to do it in a different way. I love that you're seeing this trend that people like woke up that Oh, actually, this is not filling me with any kind of sense of flourishing, thriving, meaning, or um, even identity. Um, and so, the Great Resignation to me sounds um, like an, an immense gift. And you know, the other silver silver lining that I see from our, our play gear is the planet actually kind of appreciated that we were not out there burning as much fossil fuels, Um, you know. Now
1: it's very angry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and now it seems to not be so happy. Well, and it was, you know, much of this was going on last year, but there's, you know, there's always, if not a silver lining opportunity to um, cultivate the virtues of humility, acceptance, um, patience, and um, the, you know, and the skill of resilience that, you know, we need. Uh, in order to navigate these times. I want to go ahead. Um, we had a question from Eddie. Um, how do we refine a purpose a- example, whether the purpose is worth working towards. So it's kind of an interesting question. I- I'll throw it to you first as you like, how do you know that the difference that you're making is a difference worth making?
1: Oh, all right. (laughs) There's many ways to answer that question. We can get highly philosophical or very uh, nitty gritty. Um, Yeah, goodness. How do you know if it's the purpose worth fighting for? I think when you think uh, in terms of personal purpose, actually, wait, let me take a step back because this is always how I, um, I define it for companies. And I know that's not necessarily a personal purpose, Eddie, but um, companies are run by humans, so I think it's one of the same sometimes. Um, So um, what really bothers me in this purpose economy is that companies choose to do these social change initiatives or sustainability initiatives that are are not material to them. So, you know, um, why is a... I don't know, a plastic water bottle company working towards, I don't know, uh, something that's completely not material to them. So they have a certain sustainability initiative um, that's so far removed from what they actually do. So, you know, a company um, has these very certain activities that they do and what they should do when they're trying to create social impact or really live with the purpose is understanding, hey, the change that we want to make in the world should also be very related to what we just inherently do as a company but then you can also say as a person so um you know i think first understanding what your what you're passionate about what gets you out of bed um you know even little things like when you're scrolling through social media or looking at what to watch on netflix or you're in the library understanding what what you want to consume that's how it kind of started with me is just Where would my eyes navigate to and what would really cause this spark? Um, And for me, that was business because I think that that was, that's the greatest influence um, and the greatest potential we have. So yeah, I think the first thing, how to refine it and understand if you're making a difference is first understanding, is it material to you? Does it make sense to you? Because if it doesn't and it's not aligned with what you do, Um, your background or your your values then it just doesn't make sense and then how you know if it's making a difference um yeah hard to say uh but it just maybe scott could jump in here i think for me how you know if you're really making a difference is it just feels right i think people also just really have to they have to trust and understand their instincts a little bit more um For example, companies know that they're greenwashing. They know that they're rainbow washing. They know that uh, they're purpose washing. You also know that as a person, you know, if you, when you do the first work and that's why Scott was saying in the beginning, it's so important to take a step back before the why and do the work on the who. So really Mm -hmm. understanding who you are. Um, Once you know that and you have this alignment within yourself, it's just, it comes down to instinct and yeah. so. One and the same for companies and people, but I would start always by really understanding what gets you excited, um, where your skills are, and just aligning that and then constantly refining it and asking yourself and keeping yourself accountable.
0: Yeah, I really like the idea of... um getting to the point of, you know, where you can trust yourself and trust the process enough to rely on instinct and intuition, which is actually usually a better compass than the intellectual things that are going on in our head, which, you know, we have this capacity for reason and rationality, but oftentimes we use it to do on to rationalize unreasonable things that we're doing, you know, to your point about rainbow washing. Um, The other thing that I would say that I would just add to what you're saying is, you know, embracing the not knowing. I mean that to me is we're living in this time where there's so much uh, you know we're, we're trying we're, many of us are working to um, to really start to poke at the status quo and say maybe this maybe this isn't the way, the best way, maybe this isn't the only way. Um, you know there there are people that are you know not being uh, you know the, the abundance is not available to all. so how do we how you know how do we rethink where we're going and and what we want to do and that means that we we're 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 starting to navigate towards the edges of our understanding and ability and we're not going to know so i think purpose i think too often we think of purpose as in one or two ways purpose is that thing out there that we have to go find Hmm. Or purpose yeah. is this thing within us, this great mystery that we have to s- first excavate before we can, you know, before we can live it. And I'm not sure that either of those things is absolutely true. I think sometimes you can find your purpose by just paying attention to the work and the people right in front of you and engaging with them with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose. And you will, f- and purpose will kind of become a, a naturally occurring result of that. Um, and that it's it's more of a cyclical, like working purpose from the inside out. Well, I'm gonna do things on purpose, so I'm gonna pay attention to what happens, and I'm going to get some feedback and some insight from that that I can then mull over, think about, and then I can push push purpose back out into the world. Um and it's it's definitely something where you're you're going to have to spend some time in the wilderness before you're you find your way to the light uh and i couldn't agree more is you know that you're living with purpose and on purpose and for purpose you know it when when you feel it i i feel that um in my life now like i just feel like i'm living in accord with what nature intended me to be doing um, it's not always perfect or pretty or successful um, but that's not the point if I just keep putting forth my best effort I trust that something will something good will come of it even if it's learning hard lessons <laughs> about yeah. my about the world at large we're, we're we're starting to approach the end of our time together you're, you're welcome to reflect on anything I just said but I also would love um, you know for people like Eddie that are here and other people that have been popping in and out and people that are going to be watching on replay um how, any any last tips or insights uh for how people can go about thinking about their lives and their work a little bit more purposefully and living uh living the work in a pur- more purposeful uh manner
1: yeah um, I mean, first of all, agree with everything that you said before. Um, it, it is definitely uh, a jungle that you kind of have to take your machete and cut through. <laughs> um, and, you know, it also purpose doesn't mean just what you do from your nine to five. And a lot of people, you know, when we talk about purpose, it, it we hyper privilege. I don't know if that's a term. We make it very privileged, this term purpose, because we... We say, um, you know, it's in your work and everything, but it, it also really also comes down to naturally how you communicate with others, how you interact with your family and your friends. Um, it just, it should touch every part of your life. And that's something that's why it's become universal and everyone can, can feel that. Um, but of course, if you have the privilege to use your purpose to make positive contributions to the world, absolutely need to do that. Um, so yeah, I guess. Any last uh, thoughts or pieces of advice? And I, you know, especially, I think, want to speak to the business leaders out there just because that's um, who I interact with every day, <laughs> um, gladly. But, you know, I, I just want to note that the, the, the purpose of business was outlined before by milton friedman where you know his take on the role of corporations was to make money for your shareholders and that's it uh, but you know 50 years later here we are um, both companies and consumers and we're saying well that's bull crap <laughs> i'm gonna keep a pg um, what about everything else and they're right you know companies are one of the main institutions that are present in our daily lives Um, So much so that the Edelman Trust Barometer named it the most trusted institution in 2020 beyond an NGO's uh, media and government. And so that's really powerful. Um, So I want to say, you know, we used to have our purpose as companies outlined for us. um, And there's many institutions that constantly tell us how we should outline our lives or live our lives and that's beyond business and companies, you know, uh, our governments, our media. um, And while those are all very important institutions to have, whether you're a company or, you know, a person just starting this journey of trying to understand, you know, who you are and why you do what you do. um, I just always really want to urge people, it's, it's a process that you look within. And that's—it's so much more difficult to do than to say. Um, so don't let the Milton Friedman's of the world tell you what your purpose is, um, because as we've seen, it's not true. The role of corporations is not just to make money for shareholders, and um, you know what your social media feeds are telling you or what your government is telling you is also not your purpose. So really, just keeping in mind that it's a very internal process and only when you've done that can it be external contributions. And um, yeah, that uh, good luck. And it's it's ever-changing, it's malleable. You don't have to say today, this is my purpose and then until you die, that's what it is. it is. It's the beautiful thing about it. Just like what I said in the beginning, like art and love, the definition always changes for you. So yeah, and don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs>
0: Well, I just want to highlight what what you're saying, like purpose is not a fixed thing, you don't find your purpose, and then that's your purpose for your, the rest of your life, just like identity is not a fixed thing, you are, purpose and, and identity are, you know, just this process of becoming. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, where Simon Sinek says your purpose is kind of fixed by the time you're 21 or 22, I would argue that actually having experienced several pivots and transformations Mm -hmm. in my life that it is an evolving thing you may see a through line um you know through all the things that you do but you know what the 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 purpose that you're living over time can definitely change and uh i just you know you built you brought up milton friedman and you know what he was saying was actually in opposition to what earlier thinkers like Adam Smith was saying, which is actually your right to thriving and flourishing extends as far as it can extend until it impedes somebody else's ability to do the same. And to some of the things that you've been saying about privilege, is he, you know, I think, for those of us that do have um, the privilege of access to abundance, I think, you know, we have a responsibility to extend that abundance, because there is a lot of abundance to those that have not historically had access and that you know i think one of the things about thinking that way is we come to realize that we can create renewable resources out of all these things purpose passion opportunity these are all things that we get more of the more that we share them and the more that we um provide more people with access to them so Izzy, we did it. We wasted a whole half hour talking about purpose. I bet you we could have gone at least another half hour, but I really deeply appreciate you, um, you know, t- going ahead and trusting me and my crazy process here and, and sharing your thoughts um, about process. Before I let you go, just one more time, let people know where they can um, learn more about you and the difference that you're making. And, uh, and then I'll just thank you for your time. We'll hop on.
1: Yeah, again, thank you, Scott. Thank you, everyone who's, who have tuned in, uh, Izzy Arbeck. You can find me at businessofpurpose.com. Um, or you can hear the sound of my voice again on my own podcast called Purpose Talks. And you can find that wherever pods are cast. So.
0: Just, uh, before I let you go, uh, your friend Terrence is uh, giving you a (laughs) shout out and, uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, this was another broadcast of Coffee on Purpose. We've been talking about purpose today uh, with Izzy Arbeck of thebusinessofpurpose.com. And we hope that some of the wisdom that we've shared here today will help inform and inspire your journey in living more purposefully and with a little bit more sense of flourishing as you lean into the difficult, maybe even impossible work of making things better by flying higher and the difference only you can make. Izzy Arbeck, thank you so much for the gift of your time and the sharing of wisdom that you provided us with today.
1: Thank you so much, and hope to hear some of you in the comments. So, thank you. <laughs> Bye.